0: Social unrest, the state and the White House. You are listening to the John DePetro Show. You're listening to the John DePetro Show, folks. Weekdays we start at eleven. We go until two. It's AM 1380, 99.9 9 FM. You can always listen online at the website petro.com it is monday it is um easter week as a matter of fact holy week folks this portion of the program i don't want to welcome them back tremendously for another season pr landscape materials and garden center they are officially open for the season i was there over the weekend it looks fantastic better than ever stop in listen you owe it to yourself stop in Rhode island's number one garden center beautiful selection of pansies pansy flats pansy bags hangers bowls assorted colors easter plants and the colors are fantastic tulips hyacinths, daffodils hydrangeas colors available blue white and pink they're blue hydrangeas i'm going to argue i think they're the most beautiful in new england it's pr landscape materials and garden center look for them on facebook they run a very effective consistent facebook page 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown they also carry many landscape materials including screen loom black brown hemlock mulch gift certificates are available plus they have crushed stone look for them on facebook pr landscape materials and garden center see everything they have available they're open every day stop in you can call them 401-295-4399 listen it's easter week pop in pr landscape materials and garden center 3688 quaker lane north kingstown right off of route four you owe it to yourself stop into rhode island's number one garden center it's a great local family business folks they're so dedicated they work so hard and it shows and uh debbie and Stephen jr and byron welcome everybody in for what i believe is going to be their best season ever and it's it's because of great service great quality hard work pr landscape materials and garden center well folks here we are again um it seems like it's going to be a, a nice week it's the john DePetro show i encourage you to visit the website dipetro.com it is monday it is uh april 11th and uh, we'll continue to follow you know, people are asking me about the FBI probe on Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. He was trying to be defiant last week. The McKee administration, they're trying to say, you know, despite the fact that he is the subject of an FBI probe, let's still just try to go about our business. Let's just try to run the campaign. Um, the next couple of weeks are are crucial. I am anxious to see when the first debate might be as far as the uh, gubernatorial candidates, Democrat side um i i'm gonna guess i'll have to find out but i'm i'm willing to guess that right now governor mckee is the one that is not he's not in a hurry to get on a debate stage with his democrat rivals because he is the governor he's got a lot to lose uh i i don't think because of what's going on um i i don't think he's going to make himself too readily available to debate governor mckee i believe Right now, because of the fact that he is a subject of an FBI probe, it becomes a situation where he wants to be in forums that they can kind of control it. He wants to be in forums that he can kind of, if he can, control the narrative he likes right now. And look at this, folks. It's it's one year in office, and already he has to be in a situation where you know they can say, well, the focal point of this— is that they're announcing this grant or they're announcing that grant, and and obviously he has the benefit of unprecedented amount of money that he can give away two two billion dollars really with all this uh, COVID money, yeah, maybe a little less than that, but it's it's pretty close. Um, and of course, there's there's no element of a tax cut, there's no element of actually giving the money back to the people. Instead, uh, all of that COVID money that went flying out. Um, I've yet to see it. It really seemingly is being used to pad his ability, you know, rewarding people, these state workers, $3,000, giving $3,000 for no apparent reason, retention bonuses to judges with lifetime appointments to the bench. Ridiculous. You set a very dangerous precedent. Um, You know, $3,000 because the state troopers agree to wear the body cam that is being made available to them that they're supposed to be wearing anyway. Just lunacy type of stuff, all in a bid to try to just get votes to Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. And and the of the three thousand dollar bonuses that he was just flushing out with with general taxpayer money, half of that is is gonna be given out in July and early voting starts in August. So um in the past, I've seen in the past, in twenty fourteen, they had debates may june channel 12 did some debates at at the ppac now granted some people ended up not actually running i remember patrick lynch was attorney general lynch was actually in debate um and then he ended up not pulling the trigger and and running in a a primary in 2010 against uh, frank caprio but he was on the the debate stage and there have been other people like that all the paperwork everything officially has to be in end of june early july um but as far as the established candidates matt brown governor mckee nelly gorbea helena folks and then that dr Monez, five of them um there, there's no reason why the five of them couldn't be on a debate stage other than i am willing to bet it's because of governor mckee is just hesitant to do so he doesn't want to give them any any air time doesn't want to give them any cover doesn't want to give them a chance i'm, I'm sure i think if it's if it's up to governor mckee you're not going to see him on a debate stage until august uh maybe even september as a matter of fact because the the primary is i won't say it's late but it's it's in almost mid-september as opposed to uh, early september and also folks keep in mind most states they have their primaries in may and june uh it is a little ludicrous that the entire summer has to go away and um and then we have to wait till september but you know that's that that is in fact uh life in rhode island so but now as far as governor mckee and the fbi probe as as i've said these things they take a while to flesh out it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, they're going to go through everything. The more I hear about this, though, it it should not be lost on people that this is big that the uh, FBI is even deciding to investigate. Most of the time, this is not something they would want to investigate. They don't, you know, they have better things to do. A lot of their cases lately are gun cases, drug cases, um, some of the COVID fraud cases that were going on. But by and large, make no mistake about it, the FBI, U.S. Attorney, they would prefer not to have to investigate a sitting governor. But that contract that he pushed through and his friends incorporated their business and boom, and then they immediately gave it to them. And it was, uh, you know, millions of dollars. There's nothing about that that followed the proper protocol. And, you know, and what we're going to learn, there should have been safeguards in place to prevent the type of actions that were involved in this seemingly rigged contract the question is we're going to see if the governor kind of over overrode them pushed them aside uh discouraged it in any way i mean those are some of the things that are going to flesh out but make no mistake about it you're still talking about a sitting governor target an fbi probe things not going to go away uh if anything they're going to continue to get information and and also some of the individuals that are on the other side of this group, this, this ILO group, uh, you know, they're the ones that are going to have to hire attorneys to try to help them through this, let alone then if you start to get into a grand jury situation, I'd still like to hear directly from governor McKee, who is the legal person that's basically walking him through this. I mean, we've heard that that was the reason in late February that he hired eva mancuso i have not i I may have missed it when i was overseas but i haven't heard uh a lot about that but uh, you know very famously when buddy sancy when after the fbi raid with operation plunder home he then immediately picked up the phone and called richard egbert the defense attorney in boston and started having conversations with him and then egbert was somewhat you know kind of lurking in the background involved i remember interviewing him uh more than once and then once you know buddy cianci the mayor of providence was then indicted by the fbi with operation i well then you know egbert certainly came into play and and took center stage but with governor mckee i find it hard to believe that he's not what he doesn't have anyone legally representing him so is it in fact even mancuso is he going to go outside is he is he hiring an attorney on his own is this something that does do the taxpayers pay for it uh you know Cianci had to pay richard egbert it wasn't like the city of providence was representing him so with rhode island governor dan mckee i'd be like to know who's representing him who's paying the legal bills is this i mean we've heard that eva mancuso who he hired is basically acting as point person with the fbi investigation i'm, I'm at a slight disadvantage because i don't i don't think that some of these questions were answered it's certainly possible that some of these questions were already asked and answered um I'll, I'll take an open mind to that that it's it's possible that this happened and i'm just unaware that some of these questions were answered but something tells me that that was not the case now the situation as far as ukraine um and also folks i want to be very clear especially when it comes to social media there are some people that for whatever reason they they just want to engage in conspiracy they want to engage in these ridiculous conspiracies and i'm telling you i'm not going to detain it it's just it's not worth it um i'm not going to go through it these are people that choose to believe lunacy they never admit they're wrong they never admit that they made a mistake they they never admit that the information they were relying on was faulty they just continue it is a fool's errand to try to argue with them uh discuss anything with them it's not even as far as opinion it's it's people dealing in complete propaganda conspiracy lunacy for whatever reason, it is red hot right now, but I, I'm just it is a waste of time to try to engage some of these people. All right, a lot more head you're listening to the John DePietro show. A problem with your heating system, call RE Coogan Heating today 401 732 6562. 24 hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating 401 732 6562. They're helpful trustworthy reliable explore their services look for them on facebook and the website is re residential services as coogie says let us into your home don't fix it alone plumbing heating and cooling from winter to summer trained technicians provide 100 percent service one customer at a time from service calls maintenance agreements installation re coogan heating proud to help residential customers and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority call them today now it's cold it's going to remain cold call coogan heating today 401-732-6562 it's coogie it's 24-hour emergency service hey not long ago our hot water tank gave out what did i do did i panic did i try to fix it i called coogan heating 401 401- 732-6562 look for them on facebook and then the website is re you're listening to the john depetro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm again you can always listen online at the website depetro.com i want people to also understand i get it some people are unfamiliar with the situation overseas some people are unfamiliar with putin uh, not everyone understands listen i i've encountered many people the first election they ever voted in was 2020 there's other people i'd met the first time they ever voted was 2016 some people are new are new to the process some people and i get it they're busy with other things they follow whatever it may be sports or nascar or they're just busy so they don't pay attention particularly to history and various things that are going on but what would you need to understand is everything coming out of russia everything putin says is a lie everything they're saying is a lie there's no peace they're not looking for peace they're not looking to negotiate peace everything that is being said is a lie and they spread false information in the form of propaganda now the next stages of the war are going to be very very dangerous Because this is part of what they do where they torture civilians, they kill civilians, they want to terrorize people. They want to make people so frightened that it takes away their will and desire to continue to fight. That's what they're doing to the people of Ukraine. And it's all on the offensive. So I think the next month and building up into early May, it's going to be really, really crucial. But what people have to understand, and and I understand because I get information of people, well, let's hear Russia's side. They've already made their side clear. They're bombing, invading, and attacking Ukraine. Now, I'm not going to go on and on. I I don't know what to make of people. They they seemingly desire to engage in, in conspiracy nonsense. And it is this business that somehow what's really going on, is you know the united states is trying to get to all the secret information that's in ukraine and russia's trying to uncover it and if if you have such a low opinion of your own country then then i certainly can't talk you out of it um in the past the united states has made mistakes but every country has you know do we really want to talk about some of the mistakes in russia do we really want to talk about some look at some of the things that are still going on in mexico do you want to talk about some of the things uh, mistakes made with germany and some of the things of colonialism that the uk made listen every country has that the united states has faced up to many of these mistakes i still believe we are number one the most generous nation in the world we're still the envy of the world so these some again if there are people that have such a terrible negative impression of their own country we we saw it after september 11th i interviewed people i was horrified people that were glad that we were attacked I'm certainly not going to be able to convince any, anyone of that, but I want you to be very clear and understand there's a difference between opinion and people that are just absolutely engaging in nonsense, in false propaganda. A lot of it is put out by the Kremlin. A lot of it's put out by Beijing. Look at what's going on in China right now. The lockdown is, is brutal, what is happening with those people. And as far as Russia, they don't tell them what's really going on. It's all completely state-run television, all propaganda putting forward. Anyone that question, anyone who mentions the war, is arrested in Russia. So just keep that in mind. And I want to come back to, you know, someone who's in a lot of trouble right now is Alex Jones. Infowars. How many people listening? There were people. I used, would get email messages. Sandy Hook is all fake. Newtown, Connecticut. They're all crisis actors. It's all fake. None of it's true. Blah, blah, blah. Look at now. Not only is he in a lot of trouble, not only could this, you know, they, they're going to go after every red cent that he has, but Alex Jones of Infowars, you know why he's not fighting it is, is he's admitting it was all made up. And there was, sti- you know, does that take back all of what those families had to go through? Think of that. I mean, what, I, I would just question anything that comes out one of the most egregious things i've ever heard of making up that those tiny little children were killed and convincing people and the people actually believing it that those were just actors that they were seeing again if you engage in that stuff and believe it i have no interest in engaging it's not even a debate it's like arguing with a barking dog on a corner it's people that just make up their own sets of facts and truths it's a fool's errand try to have a discussion with anyone that actually believes and engages in that type of uh, nonsense. All right, folks, you're listening to the John DiPietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus Heating and Cooling in Massachusetts. Call the Rehoboth office 508 252 3359 and in Rhode Island 401 885 4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he's the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. is Justin Katz. And Justin, there's, there's uh, several different elements I want to start off with. Um, what happened uh, last week, Rhode Island uh, Governor Dan McKee had a press briefing. And at the very end, he was asked, which is a totally fair game, but he was asked about the FBI probe and it it came off as if number one, and I'm not saying he shouldn't be prepared for it, but he had the set answer. Uh, He, he then just started repeating the same answer. And I, I I played it several times on on the air and his answer was when, when you come up empty, let's see who's going to have the courage to write that story. And I found it odd. I will say, I, I do wonder, though, if the media was intimidated by him because I didn't see a lot of coverage of it compared to, you know, I'm going to go back to when Buddy Cianci was indicted. You know, his defiance kind of led the newscast of you're not going to find any stains on this jacket and I'll fight this all the way to the Hague. And um, so just before we get your your take on it, but Brian Crandall of NBC, NBC10 even said, Governor, it's. It's the FBI who's looking into you. So this business of—I'll say this: when you come up empty, pointed at the media, let's see who has the courage to write that story. It was—it uh, it was obviously, you know, somehow rehearsed answer. But i, I found the whole thing a, a, a little bizarre, and i, I want to discuss it and just get some of your initial thoughts on this.
1: Well, it was strange, and it goes to the the question of who's who's advising him. I mean, yeah. the idea that this was a, a great catch-all line. I mean, it, the, the ones you mentioned, Buddy Buddy Sancy, for example, and I, I think online you, you mentioned Richard Nixon uh, yes. as a, another alternative. Those were actually decent lines. You know, uh, so this was just. Uh, it was. It doesn't even make sense because, as as is obvious, and as Brian Crandall and you point out, it's the FBI that's investigating him. Right. He's he's not showing. And but this is now a pattern of of just very strange reactions to the news media. Um. It's it's as as if just somebody who's never been in politics is suddenly getting a lot of questions from the media and just doesn't know how to deal with it. I mean that's the impression you get. And you'd think a, a governor. I mean we've talked about how he he's brought on even Man- Mancusa to help organize some of this stuff, presumably. Yeah. Uh, you'd you think a governor with a staff, I mean, Raimondo went way overboard. So some of this may be contrast with our our prior governor who who turned the entire government of Rhode Island into a PR machine. But so there's a big contrast to him. But you'd think a governor would have somebody, you know, in the midst of a campaign who's, who's advising him and helping talk him through things and who would say, you know, that's not as good a line as you think it is. Uh, it, but it, it's it's very strange. And that's again and again with, with McKee. It's just this kind of weird behavior where, you know, people want to about a political outsider, but he's not that. And even then, his reactions are, are just, just odd, just off. And, and certainly, as, as we've said in recent weeks, certainly not what he needs now. What he needs now is to to show, you know, this does show that he understands this looks bad and make sure that it doesn't, he, you know, he, he fixes it and he's willing to address whatever the problems are provide whatever information but to try to to try to punt off first earlier you know weeks ago as i don't know anything this has nothing to do with me and now it's when i hope you'll apologize as if there's as if it doesn't even it's wrong to even suspect anything here just shows he's not he's not a you know he he doesn't really have a great sense of what his role is and i think that that indicates he won't have a good sense of how to get himself out of it and so the smart money would probably bet on his continuing to dig
0: his hole it was, it was kind of a play off of, you know, where do I go to get my reputation back and that type of thing. But let's just step back for a moment. First of all, this is not this is not the media doing, you know, an investigative piece. This is the FBI. When you come up empty, now it's the victimhood. Who's going to have the courage to write that story? Well, let, let's let's look at this. This was some friends of his, uh, political donors, people he had worked with, who, like, overnight, as soon as it became obvious that he was going to become the governor because Robundo was – leaving to become Commerce Secretary, they suddenly incorporated. You know, when they got this whole ILO contract, I don't even think they had a a functioning website. Uh, You know, they incorporated very quickly. It it did go out to bid. There's a paper trail of evidence where he he and his staff were literally walking people through the process. They were awarded $5 million. Then when it came to light, I'm pretty sure that I think the contract ended in September, so they ended up only getting two of the five. It's, it's very fair questions as to what exactly was going on with the bidding process. And then the famous his email, how many millions, uh, so much that the FBI, you know, is taking a look at it. And I, I got a call and I'll share with you someone from law enforcement that said, after that bizarre spin by the governor said, you know, they, they uh, the FBI, they normally they don't want to take on a case involving a sitting governor so it it speaks volumes that number one they agreed to do it that they're not hiding, and it's not like they wouldn't answer and confirm they're investigating them and and one more thing justin katz is you go back to last august and again if i had been at that briefing last august when asked about his former chief of staff tony silva and that land deal Governor McKee said he looked into it and there was nothing there. Two days later, Silver resigned, and the state police is still investigating it. So I agree with you, and I'm glad you say that. It sounds as if they concocted of we're going to turn the tables and make this as if it's the media. And where does this come from, Justin, of who's going to have the guts to write that story?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That that <laughs> it's kind of such a ridiculous comeback. And you know, the only reason this that kind of line might work, I mean it, it would might work one if if you're completely innocent, but, but also if It has nothing to do with your job. And it's just a a fluke thing. Even if this is, even if there's nothing there, this looks bad. I mean, and a, a, a good leader, a good executive officer and a good politician would understand this looks bad. And an honest one would address the public with that in mind. Yes, this looks bad. Here's how we're gonna right. deal with it. That right. so it's it's not as if reporters are talking about, I don't know, some some affair he had in, in another country and it's gonna turn out it was a different Dan McKee. You know, that that's where this kind sure. of an approach would be legitimate. This is just across the board, legitimate questions from the news media, uh, particularly since they didn't originate the investigation, the law enforcement did. And so I I don't know where where they're coming up with this. That's what makes you wonder who who is advising him that he or is he just over, not listening and he's overruling because he's shooting from the hip I don't know but it's you know one the worst part I think for him is that all of this strange behavior is entirely in keeping with a guy who would do the things his administration yes. has done Yeah. so right. it's, it's just like a straight line the same guy presumably who who would orchestrate giving his friends a plum contract you know if that's if the allegations are true the same guy who would do something like that would also come up with ridiculous lines like who's going to have the courage to write the story admitting yeah. they're wrong i it's just it's just all too straightforward and clear which which seems to be a, uh, a kind of a lob to other democrats running running into primary and and then you know in the long run making it look and we may look back at it, the fact that the, uh, the the GOP went out and, and found somebody to run as a as a smart move because he seems to be, he's doing much, much worse. Uh, he's much yeah. worse at the I thought he would be. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And on top of that, you know, let's be honest, the primary, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorrising.com. He, uh, th- this is not going to be resolved. Uh, I, I, not that I hear, by by September, they don't move that quickly. So there's a very good chance he could, he could lose the primary. You know, if CNC, the the, uh, the trial had happened after, say, his mayoral race in 2002, and then maybe he was found not guilty after that. Well, then you could say, you know, where do I go to get my reputation back? Or, you know, who's or I, I don't even understand the element. Is he intimating that there have been things written wrong and that no one had the courage to correct the record? I, I haven't heard that, um, but it certainly seemed rehearsed. And and you're exactly right, Justin. It, a response could have been, hey, listen, you know, we're an open book. And I welcome it. If somehow somebody thinks somebody did something wrong, so be it. But I, I don't, you know, I, I wish it wasn't happening. We're gonna cooperate fully and and unfortunately, you know, we'll let the chips further remain. But not this defiant. And then he even went walking back, like he he seemed like he was he liked the way the line sounded, you know, and then uh, because then Crandall, he was literally walking back, and then the whole thing of I'm going to repeat when you come up empty. <laughs> I mean, and good for Brian Crandall. the The press, Channel 10, Channel 12, they're not investigating him. It's the FBI, Justin, who's investigating him. And as I break it out, if there was, you know, if there was nothing wrong with it, then why did it was supposed to be a five million dollar contract? They ended it in September. Well, if there was nothing wrong with it, why did they end the contract? And Based on, you know, everything we've seen, unless something comes up, it's exactly as I just laid it out. As soon as it became very apparent he was going to become the governor, take over for Gina, they quickly incorporated, they quickly put things in motion. It's like, oh, good, let's form a company and we'll get a, you know, $5 million contract since our pal's going to be the governor. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what, what he's talking about because I think we have a pretty clear indication of what went on here, and by all accounts, because it's federal money is why the FBI's involved and and they did put it out to bid, and it certainly sounds like they they rigged the bid. I mean, I, I'm not I'm trying to figure out what are we missing. I mean, i I think right now we have a pretty good handle on on what went down. And as much as he wants to talk about state of emergency, I, I, I think it's exactly as it looks at, just as I just described it to you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, early on, um, you know, with with all the when when it was still still had some hopes that he had some some competence and maybe some a special affinity for you know education. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Um, But but you know, he he was a a, a leader in, in municipal charter schools. You know, he so there was some. I did have some hope that maybe there was something we weren't seeing that he was bringing in this group to do something actually important. In which case you know you could forgive a whole lot if, if he was actually making something happen but that's another thing we're just not seeing you know if, right. if this were honest we're not even seeing what did this group do you know if I yeah. were you know if, if he were legitimately saying we, we hired them to do a job they did it fine and and there was nothing wrong here okay how about the big presentation of all their wonderful work where's right. that I, we haven't seen that so it, it, everything about it just feels kind of like uh, uh, he got caught giving something away to his friends and it's such a, yeah. a hack kind away you yes. know that that's the impression you get it's just and especially you know taking over mid mid term for another governor it, it's just it blows my mind that the the central instruction going out from the governor's office when he first got there was do not do anything to make me look bad I have to be elected soon you know that right. that should have been the first thing but instead they're all all these strange deals and, and crony yeah. kind of the sniff stench of cronyism uh it, it's just it, it really it boggles the mind and it, it it makes you think you know at this point what you kind of actually hope he doesn't have a chance to be re-elected because if yeah. if if we can't with somebody better uh, what does yeah. that say
0: about us folks quick break a lot more politics this week with justin katz managing editor at our anchorizing.com right here on the John DePietro Show. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coisit Inn. Check them out on the website depietro.com. The Coisit Inn Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Located 226 Coisit Avenue in West Warwick. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coisit Inn, 226 Coisit Avenue in west warwick our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor Anchorising.com. Justin, i also just want to stay on i i do wonder if the media was a little intimidated by the governor last week i do understand that especially the television stations there you know they want to have a debate meaning they want to host a democrat gubernatorial primary debate um I can see where maybe they don't want to offend them. But something else that stands out. Now, again, I was going to go. It was kind of a last minute thing. Now I wish I had. But something else that didn't even get reported is it wasn't in the guise of the whole license plate thing. And I don't know why they turn it into a contest because there is a way that states should change their license plates every few years because it's then easy to pick up on people that don't have cars registered, outdated plates, and so forth. So this whole business of the Contest. I, everything's a contest with him, whether it was lieutenant governor or now this. But something that nobody even mentioned is Bud Craddock of the DMV who was there. He's still under investigation. <laughs> he's still under investigation from last June. when The Cranston police did the massage parlor raids. And for the second time, he got caught renting to one of these sleazy, happy ending uh, massages. So here it is a little over a year after Governor McKee came into office. He's under investigation by the FBI, and the guy standing next to him, Craddock, is still being investigated by the attorney general's office and the Rhode Island State Police. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you know every now and then when when there's a story about corrupt states the the lo- a lot of local reporters like to say we're not actually that corrupt there aren't you know if you right. look at prosecutions rhode island isn't that bad and my quip is always yeah that's because we've made all the corruption legal in rhode island so they're not gonna. Right. but but it does it just goes right to that image doesn't it just all of it a does. sudden <laughs> up on the stage i mean even if even if all of them were just unlucky <laughs> it still wouldn't look good no. uh, and, i mean and people say oh it's a small state well there are other small states too yeah. you know you don't know, see maryland and delaware constantly having people under investigation up on a stage for something right. not as a license plate yeah it, it is it is just to to rhode island it's sort of like it as it's as rhode island is giving directions by telling people to turn where something used to be i mean it's used the same, the
0: same yeah. kind of thing and, and there's today's democrat party justin there they are two older White guys, I mean, McKee is seventy. I am pretty sure Bud Craddock is right around that. Or maybe even they're definitely in the in the range of that. But uh they're the two of them standing up there, both being investigated, one by the FBI, the other by state police. No one even asked anything. Now speaking of investigations, in the C D two race, there's the candidate Michael Neary, very well not well known at all. Um, supposedly lives in Coventry, West Warwick, but he, he's the one that was arrested out in Ohio. What is your reaction that he, he, so far, he says he's not dropping out of the race for Congress?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's hard to know what to make of these things, isn't it? It's yeah. just, I mean, if, if he were a serious candidate, he would definitely drop out. So I, it's almost like I'm, I'm starting to wonder if the news media needs to raise its standards of, of who it counts as a, as a credible candidate. It's almost as if at this point, anybody yes. who, who has any political connections, who runs for any office, suddenly will get. Get a ton of attention as if they're some viable candidate. Meanwhile, you know, you, you, I'm sure if they went around looked in local races, they could find people who aren't politically connected who ought to be treated as if they're legitimate candidates, but you never hear about them. So I, I think, I think to me this, it's his his candidacy and his controversies is kind of a joke, and so the idea that that this is you know, the news media is running with this. Are you still in the race? Well, you know, yeah. it's debatable whether he ever actually was in a race. Right. wanna Practically speaking. And I think a little bit less sensationalism. And maybe, and maybe that's, uh, maybe that's part of the reason McK- McKee's advisors are thinking they can go after the media. Cause it's all become just a spectacle. Uh, and, and we're, it doesn't serve us at all it's you wish i wish a lot of that would just go away and people would would acknowledge okay this is an interesting story like a one-day story this guy got jammed up okay i guess he's done let's move on and and meanwhile you don't hear much about the other people who were, who were running and really running that's and that's uh, that's a shame you only hear about the the weird cases
0: yes and and i think it's also a reflection And again, folks, we're speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorizing.com. A segment is politics this week. I think also, Justin, we've seen this influx of people who it's just kind of like a hobby that they run. It's a way to get the picture of the paper. They get a little publicity. Uh, Normally, if you were running a serious campaign, what this guy just, you know, got accused of just now, uh, plus on top of that, I think they even said he had an Ohio license, but uh, that would kind of be the end of it. But you, you're starting to see more of these people. There, there are some people that are just running for governor, um, no experience, never been elected anything, no real organization, no campaign. Um, they, I and, and they, by the way, they fully expect to be included on the debate stage, which is not going to happen. You have some some uh, candidates that now consistently run against Congressman Cicilline, and they just – it just be, kind of becomes their identity of um, – Of what they're doing. And in this particular case. I mean I I don't know what to make of that. I also have been in touch with him. I was surprised like someone staying in the race. Um, But you're exactly right. He actually got more news this week. Than. Than the actual candidates in the race. Uh, We're going to have to wait and see. How that race kind of sharpens a little bit. Now speaking of. If someone wanted to talk about reputations. They finally had the trial of that Providence school administrator, the guy from Florida, he was the one accused the foot rubber in, um, uh, in, in the, the the gym and edge fitness. So leading up to this, there were all these accusations from both him and the guy that hired him lost his job, Harrison Peters, the former superintendent. It was all built around race. It was all built around, it was all lies. They didn't have this, they didn't have that. Uh, it was all because he was a person of color and that's why he was treated that way. And they had the trial on Friday. Now, granted, I didn't um, I didn't attend, but the, the stills that were released clearly show some young kid was stretching on the mat and the guy goes right up and removes his shoe and sock and starts winking at him. And then he was found guilty. So, you know, again, there was an awful lot of noise leading up to that. Um, I, I, I'm still not sure about the Harrison Peters thing, but that, However you pronounce his last name, the the foot rubber, in in the end, Justin, it it sounds it's exactly as law enforcement kind of laid the case out to be
1: yeah and I, th- I think the the videos and the stills actually make yeah. it worse i mean they're kind of grainy but but mainly it's, you know you, when when you know, i first heard the story i'm picturing a kid sitting on a bench and he kind of like kneels in front of him and says oh let me massage your foot or you know yeah. something strange but but you know he it looks like from the video he lies down in front of him lounging yeah. around and i mean just looking up at the kid from the ground like oh, yeah that looks bad but you know it, it it's ways it's a similar story you know you you've got a new uh, a new uh, education chief for the state comes in, takes over the the Providence schools because they're failing, and. It- doesn't do what she should have done, and we said all along she should was, was immediately gain, gain support among the parents and go after the unions, uh, to, or to at least to withstand them. And instead, you you know, just get this bureaucratic thing where they start bringing in their you know, people who they think are experts from around the country. It's and it's such a there, there's no real leadership involved in any of it, or or even or strategy. It's. It's almost like something that roll out of like a Brooks, Brookings Institution playbook or something. All right, you move in, you do this, you hire these people and, and you get all this. And and that isn't working, especially because the people that they end up hiring, uh, I mean, Harrison Peters, again, that's just a just bad judgment. The the, the biggest controversy of the whole thing to me, I mean, the, the guy turned out to be, it seems weird uh, and it's kind of creepy. But, you know, sometimes I wonder if we're, we're too keyed up on- this stuff i mean that and creepy guys at a gym i mean that's probably nothing really new in society but there was what's really uh, the big controversy to me is that the superintendent didn't tell anybody that he had right. prior strange foot things with children i mean it's just kind of that's something you mention and maybe you don't bring in that guy. once again yeah. if this was the team if they brought in the team that saved providence schools sort of like if mckee came in and and was really the great the great hope that a lot of us had hoped for uh, in comparison to Raimondo. If they had come in and fixed the schools, a lot of this would have been just, okay, errors. But instead they came in, they didn't do anything. You know, there's no, there's no, there's nothing but controversy. There's nothing on the other side of the the seesaw. Right. So I, that's what's what blows my mind. I don't know why they're doing this and I, I don't know why people Tolerated. I wonder if that's a part of the public apathy. It's just nobody knows what to do about it. You can't even you can't even sink your fingers into these things because there's nothing there. Just just raw incompetence and nepotism. It seems like.
0: Yeah, and as far as the new superintendent they hired in Providence, um, again, I don't I don't know this man. Um, supposedly, it's he has a very powerful, motivating story. I think he was homeless at one point, but. I I always just get leery of when the person who is just supposed to be the interim, then they end up just hiring that person. Um, Because it seems to me they just decided, ah, forget about a search. You know, let's, who knows, because the thing could get blown up. Um, This whole business that he has a good rapport with teachers, as we've talked about, Justin, anyone that pays attention to the Providence schools and why they're failing, it, it begins and ends with the union. It begins and ends with the union contract. It begins and ends with all those, all those hours of negotiations they had, they had to have. Nothing of it was about, here's how we can improve education. Here's what we can do to improve the experience for the kids. It was all about, if you want them to stay five minutes more, it's going to cost you this. If you want them to attend an open house, it's going to cost you that. Uh, there's too many sick days. Uh, the whole focus, that John Hopkins report that came out said it's too adult-centric, it, it was right on the money. And um, and it is a crime that that was in uh, May and June of 2019, and here we're coming up on, you know, three years later. There's, there's been no improvement. Uh, and you and I had talked about either the dragging the old pictures out of, oh, look at this, ceiling tiles falling. And all it is is games with the union. That's all it is, is they just it's like they have no intention of actually finishing the game. It's, it's, they just want to, you know, keep delaying the game. So, you know, the old expression, nothing changes if nothing changes, and there's nothing changing with the Providence schools. Oh, good. He, this guy, the new superintendent, he gets along well with the teachers. What does that even mean? I mean, I, as opposed to what, not getting along with them, I mean, I'm not sure what anyone's getting along with is the only thing that's happening is there's just no improvement with the test scores, uh, there's not going to be any improvement with the, with the test scores. They're, they're just continuing to do the same thing. Folks, quick break. A lot more with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorrising.com, right here on The John DePietro Show. Into Brood Awakenings and discover the brood difference. Two locations in Johnston, also in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, and then also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Brood Awakenings, their local, fresh ingredients, cozy environment. Great comfortable chairs, delicious breakfast sandwiches, lunch, great drinks and coffee, and plenty of room to spread out and meet people. I'll see you, and you'll discover the brood difference at Brood Awakenings. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, this uh, next story, and I'm very uh, happy for Rob Cody. He is a true citizen advocate He's, you know, taken his lumps in the city of Warwick, but he stays in Warwick. Certainly he's gotten brutal uh, correspondence threats from the fire department, all this other stuff. But he came upon something, and it was pretty interesting that Warwick, they're going to stop this practice. It's hard to believe in this day and age. They were awarding contracts to anonymous contractors. And then, you know, finally the mayor said, hey, you know, that's right. That doesn't make sense. Who's really getting the contract? It could be related to this person or that person. You know, it's amazing, Justin. Some of the schemes that have been put forward in some of these cities and towns—have you ever heard in this day and age that they're giving out anonymous contracts to vendors, and so there, no one would know if there's even a potential conflict with some of the players involved?
1: <laughs> well, we're just—we're supposed to trust the government,
0: are we? I mean, can't yes. we do that?
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of those you just don't do that, um, and it's it's amazing to me they have excuses as a, as if well if they know who the testing are they might they might find ways to cheat. I think that was one of the excuses. It just it makes no sense, and if even if that were the, the legitimate, the, the, the funny part of this is all of the the talk about oh we didn't even realize we were doing essentially, or that is strange and nobody notices until a citizen steps up and says hey are you really supposed to be doing this this doesn't look right to me it's it takes that much effort. I think that goes that's to show right. the lack of the lack of consistency in government and people make these deals like in warwick with the side letters they had a few years ago yeah. just the secret things that were being enforced that actually contradicted the the contract and that gets gets in place there's no explanation of why it's the case if it's legitimate to be done is you know local governments people ought to start and require insisting that they document these decisions and that they be easy to find because that way when we find them they can't say oh we we didn't realize we were doing that but it it takes somebody like Rob and he's been in it I mean he's been active in Warwick as long as I've been doing anything yeah. in Rhode Island and so he's been yeah. there he's I mean he's he's done great work and sometimes he'll he'll go out and he'll, he'll follow around the DPW trucks just to show how much time they're wasting with the video I mean that people in Warwick really ought to be grateful for the for that effort he's putting in there and he's not doing it alone but but hes really is I mean we we need a lot more of that in Rhode Island the problem is it takes so much out of you because as you say the the local the oh, local yeah. town government comes after you. Everybody treats you like a kook, you know, in the news media too. And, um, he ought to be on, the, on all the TV shows, you know, the news yes. reporters ought to be, be digging into that kind of stuff and, and raising up citizens who help them do their investigative work. Um, so I mean, kudos to him, but it's it really just highlights. How, well, it also highlights how much how much of this stuff is out there, and what a big job that it would be to clean it up. And nobody has yeah. any incentive to do that. It takes a somebody who's just had enough and says, you know what, I'm going to spend 20 years digging into this just because it's not right. I mean, unfortunately, that kind of attitude is not as not all that common, and so you end up getting all the corruption we see in Rhode
0: Island. You know, what's also interesting about Warwick is. Um, You know, for years, Scott Avedesian, who was obviously likable, but boy, it sure seems as if, you know, the the firefighters had a very slippery contract. That whole thing seemed really underhanded and the scheme that was involved with that. You and I in the past talked about the War of Teachers and, you know, their teachers union contract and some of the stuff going on uh, certainly did not seem uh, above board. You just wonder, and then Scott Avedesian, he was promoted. He's, he's now running RIPTA. You, you start to wonder what exactly was, is, is going on over there. Um, Warwick's also the place that, you know, as, as I've talked about in the past, I, I was the only one last May saying that, uh, that different people that I know. Of the John DePetro Show brought to you by realtor Pat Elston. Call Pat today, 401 401- 474-5253 there's a link right directly to her on the website depetro.com, caldwell banker realty based in cumberland 20 years experience licensed in rhode island and massachusetts pat services all of rhode island and southeastern mass contact pat elston today 401-474-5253 and you can find her right on the website dipetro.com Again, folks, our segment is politics this week. We speak with Justin Katz, engineer at com. Justin, I want to just want to come full, full circle. Do you think the Republican Party is making enough out of, I mean, for crying out loud, some of the stuff that's going on, you know, the speaker's office, this is, I think, what, you know, the speaker, excuse me, his law office uh, certainly seems like there was arson or then uh, a car exploded at his home condo. Uh, th- this business... Think about that. Governor McKee, the, 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 the sitting governor right now is the target of an FBI probe. I mean, when it was CNC, they've had a name for it. It was Operation Plunidale. It was on the front page of the paper. Everyone was talking about it. Different people saying step aside. Do you think enough is being made of that? seemingly a lot of the stuff that's going on and is allowed to go on is because of it's it's a one party state, one party rule? And therefore the Democrats aren't so quick to, you know, go after each other.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's certainly part of the problem. And and you know, once once you've got a one party state with with as much power and influence as Rhode Island allows its government to have and all that money yeah. flowing around, they 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 have a structure. You know, you get in line, you do favors for these people, you move up the ladder, and then you get you get a safe job. They move you along to a nonprofit or some political campaign, and so on and so forth. And so nobody wants to disrupt that. You know, when you're on the inside of that, and that's why they do it. That's that's just where the power is. And so it's absolutely a problem that that there's no opposing force uh, that can really and i mean i we go back and forth on this but i i don't really blame the republicans because they're dealing with the same the same you know, institutional problems that a lot of us are trying to get stuff going. There's just they don't have the jobs to give out. They don't have there's no reason for people to stay in line. Everybody True. gets contentious. Uh, you know, it's just so they, they're they really at a disadvantage and so it's just structurally very difficult. And then, I mean, the, the news media adds to that because he, they, it's almost like a reflexive thing. They cannot help but go after Republicans. It's just, there's just something in them. Oh, the the Republican candidate bought a boat in Florida, make it a controversy. You know, that they can't stop themselves when a to republicans and so yeah it's just it makes it so that there's nobody to challenge nobody to look into it nobody to 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 really dig in uh you know like like rob cody does in in warwick there's just no there's no incentive politically for for people that and it it really does as as you say just this this opportunity for for corruption and lack of of concern for it when it arises
0: you know what's funny you raise a very good point Um, When it comes to the local media questioning of a Republican running for office, I'm going to say one in three questions. Of every three questions, one has to do with President Trump. Uh, Do you think he should run again? Did you support him? Uh, Do you believe him with the big lie? What do you think about January 6th? And yet when I hear interviews with Democrats that are running for the same office, there's not one question about do you think President Biden's doing a good job? Why do you think low, his approval rating is so low? <laughs> what do you make of the high gas prices? What do you make of the fact that, you know, the Democrats are expected to lose the House and the Senate this fall? Um, you know, what do you think of the fact of the unending corruption in the current Democrat governors under an FBI probe? Without question, it, um, if there's a Republican, the questions immediately pivot towards President Trump, but it, it doesn't seem to carry over with uh with President Biden. Folks again, he is the uh, managing editor anchor com Our segment is politics this week. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job as always, and we will talk to you again.
1: Thank you, John. I'll talk to you soon.